What's up, what's up, what's up, Snap Survivors? I am Tasha Pierce. This is After the Snap, a virtual refugee camp for everyone affected by Thanos Snap. Thank you, thank you, thank you for returning, coming and hanging out with me one more Tuesday. And uh, if you're new here, welcome to the show. Today I'm going to do something a little different. I don't have an awful lot to talk about. I am uh, feeling some type of way, I suppose. And today, can we just talk? Yeah, today I just, I just really, I, I, I want to talk. I want to get a few things off my chest. I'm going to try not to heavily edit this so you can get the full understanding of what is bothering me, what has gotten under my skin today. So I mentioned on the last uh, installment, the Thor The Dark World review, that I had recorded a rant and that I was up at four o'clock in the morning last week, Wednesday, and I just got in the closet and started recording and because of a video that I had watched and in this video I'm sorry in this uh recording I named names and and I was just talking mad shit then I thought about it after after Friday's episode and I'm like you know I'm not even angry about that anymore it's it's something uh, maybe we can talk about in a more civil manner I'm not I'm not gonna upload that that rant and uh and so here I am today was going to just a regular video just pick a topic and expound on that topic and then here comes the focus of my ire again it just it, it comes back so a little history a little talk about me I am not a die hard anything Bears fan maybe Bulls fan possibly but with these comic book universes the movie universes the cinematic universes i like what i like point blank and period do i know more about marvel than dc as far as these movies go yes because the marvel universe is is has been more consistent over the last 10 years we've we've had a consistent product coming out it's quite easy for you to be, remain relevant for it all to remain relevant to you when you have consistent product DC do I still love the characters of course I do have I read the comic books of course I have I'll tell you a little bit about my upbringing I had two brothers in the house that were older than me one of them loved to read Marvel comic books the other one loved to read DC comic books and I just loved to read they would finish their comic books and forget about them and I would go and I would read them and I would read Marvel and I would read DC and that began my love affair with these characters I have grown quite fond of the characters on both sides of the aisle it's not a situation where I gotta pick one I like the characters on both sides of the aisle now that doesn't mean that I gotta like all the content that that both sides puts out I don't have to like every Marvel movie I don't have to like every DC movie and that's where people are seeming to to not get it it's it's a there's a mentality and I, I, I took some notes for this and it's called toxic tribalism and I'm gonna tell you what set this off in just a moment what uh, amalgamation of events set this off for me toxic tribalism uh, sets in motion a process of degeneration as opposed to evolution People who have this mindset are dying as opposed to growing psychologically. They become angry, 
bitter and resentful towards anything outside of their tribe. Now you can apply that to a lot of things, you know, um, that statement can be applied to people who feel that way about their race or their politics or their religions. And, you know, we, we're seeing a lot of that. We're seeing a lot of that. The whole toxic tribalism in the nation of the United States, it, it's an epidemic of different tribes. And, and I, could, I can go on forever about that, but I won't. I'm going to keep it related to the subject that I talk on every week because I love doing it. I don't make any money doing it. In fact, I'm spending a lot of money doing it. No issue because this is what I like to do. I like to wax poetic about things. I like to discuss all these different concepts and all these different shows and all this different variety of product that we have been able to consume over the last 40 years because the world didn't start with Marvel. Let's get that out. I'm not in the closet, by the way. So if there's an echo today, you're going to have to forgive me. Um, I'm not getting in the closet. I wanted to record this right where I was. Okay, so toxic tribalism. You can find uh, examples of that in the fandom, any fandom, actually. But it is ridiculous in the sci-fi comic book, the nerd groups. You know, uh, if I post something, for instance, my Aquaman review, I knew that the Aquaman review was going to be a sore subject that people would feel some type of way. And you would tell me why you felt that way. And I can still stand behind what I said because I know that I didn't just say it because I'm a hateful person who just hates DC Comics. I said it because I had a list of things, a list of grievances that I could not get past. And the thing is, you don't have to not like a movie because I don't like a movie. I'm not here trying to influence you to not go to the movies. I want you to go because I want the discussion. I don't want it to be a, a dictatorship where I'm standing above everybody because I've got a freaking microphone and I'm telling you this is what you have to like. And that's not me. I don't, I don't, I don't roll like that. And I have a strong personality. If it sounds like I roll like that, it's because alpha personality, that's just who I am. Anyway, I digress. The Aquaman review. I uh, put an audiogram, slapped a picture under it, uploaded it to YouTube. Because it, just in case anybody who didn't know, I have started a YouTube channel. Um, videos are coming out every couple of days. That's neither here nor there. I put this video up and now I haven't gotten too many comments from anybody uh, as far as the podcast, except for the, the Snap Survivors group on uh, Facebook. Shout out. Okay. But this person, I, I got a comment on that video and I was excited. So I hurry up and I check the comment and it said, sounds like a butthurt Marvel fan gay. That is, those were the exact words. Sounds like a butthurt Marvel fan gay. I don't know what those I, those words. I'm when I when I looked at the words, I thought to myself, this is supposed to be an insult. <laughs> so my response to that person was, you know, no fact. He didn't say sound. Let me let me re say that restate it. This person said smells like a butthurt Marvel fan gay. <laughs> 
And I said, you know, you you might want to go and get that checked if you smell like a a butthurt Marvel fan gay. I don't know what that smells like, but it's got to be awful if you smell that because I don't. And then I went on to say, you know, stay tuned for my uh, stay tuned for my uh, upcoming review on Titans or something like that. Just to let you know that I, I fucks with DC, you know, I fucks with all of them. Okay, so. I uh I said that because that's part of the toxic tribalism that I'm talking about. So because I say something uh, negative about something that that is subjective, you know, where this is my opinion and you have yours. But because my opinion does not equal yours, you're not going to talk about it in a civil manner. You're going to tell me that I'm a Marvel fan gay which I don't even know what that means. <laughs> so, okay, there was that. And then I spent an awful lot of time on Twitter here lately. Uh, tw- I like Twitter almost better than Facebook now. I, I never thought I'd say that. But it's because of the, uh, the level of support that you get on Twitter that you're not going to get in Facebook. Unfortunately, Facebook uh, is, is heavily dependent on uh facebook is heavily dependent on you and people you know whereas twitter people who i don't know will reach out because okay this is what she's doing she does a podcast i'm gonna share her podcast as a matter of fact i'm gonna feature i've got a bigger podcast and i'm gonna tell the people who listen to my podcast they need to check her podcast out it's a helpful it's a community so sometimes unfortunately the people you know are not going to back you when it comes to uh trying to do something that's outside of what they typically do but that's neither here nor there that's a whole different rant one thing you can find on twitter is a million examples of toxic tribalism there's like uh i I never was exposed to this level of a fandom until i realized until i jumped on twitter and i mean as far as these sci-fi movies and all of that i've seen it in sports you know i love sports and i have seen people just put down a uh another person because of the team that they support and 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 it's it's happened both ways you know uh you for a team that you support or for a team that you don't support if i'm not a packers fan well, people will talk about me for not being a Packers fan. More, more or less, if I say I'm not a Packers fan, I'm a Bears fan. When I say that I'm a Bears fan, I'm getting it from a whole bunch of different people. So, and I've done it too, as far as sports goes. But I did not know it was this freaking serious with these comics and this sci-fi and this type of thing. It's it's uh, it's almost scary. And okay, so toxic tribalism, an example is uh a lot of people and i'm gonna say this a a lot of people did not receive uh justice league well justice league was not a well-received movie overall by audiences instead of accepting that there were flaws in the movie making process starting with the fact that uh you start off with Zack snyder uh directing he has a family emergency he has to to leave before the uh movie has gone into uh post-production whatever so joss whedon steps in and now you have 
his vision. These are two different directors, two entirely different styles of directing, two different visions for what they want for this movie. So of course it's going to be a mess. They had never agreed on anything. There was it's going to be a mess because you have two different types of directors working on one movie. Then there was the rush. We got to hurry up and get it out. We got to get it out. We can't push it back. We have to get it out on this date. So now the CGI was a fucking mess. And the story was a fucking mess. And I can go on. And if you are honest with yourself, you know that this is the truth. But here we have uh, a faction of people who say it's a conspiracy. What? Where? Where is the conspiracy? The conspiracy... Uh, Zack Snyder didn't know that he was going to have a family tragedy. Had he not had a family tragedy, he would have finished the movie. Joss Whedon didn't know that he was going to be called in last minute to direct this movie. Had he known that he was going to be last minute directing the movie, he might have put his head together a little bit better with Zack Snyder. So this whole thing to this toxic tribe of people is a conspiracy against Zack Snyder. Now, we, we keep hearing release the Snyder Cut. I would like to see that if there is such a thing as a Snyder Cut of this movie, I'd like to see it. Because if it's better than what we got, I want to see it. I want to see that movie. And then I would say, you know what? Joss Whedon made a mess of that movie, you know, but I don't really know what happened. I only hear the rumors. Nobody out there knows. Zack Snyder uh, recently released a plan that he had for the DCEU and um, it's almost like he's throwing fuel at his fire now he, he's never said yes there's a Snyder Cut and you guys should be demanding to see it that's that's not I, I don't see him doing that but I don't think he's doing anything to stop it neither here nor there the same thing goes is if uh, if I post something on my page uh, saying hey I can't wait for Captain Marvel and it comes out on the International Women's Day. I'm, I'm a Wonder Woman hater for some reason. Why? What do those two things have to do with each other? I loved the Wonder Woman movie. In fact, I've been waiting to even talk about Wonder Woman, the movie, for International Women's Day. I want to talk about uh, Diana Prince, Wonder Woman, at the same time that I want to talk about Carol Danvers, Captain Marvel. Because I believe... That these two characters were groundbreaking for women okay now remember I said that because on the, on the back end after I finished this toxic tribalism I'm gonna go into something even more sinister okay we also are seeing this whole toxic mentality with Star Trek okay remember toxic tribalism people who have this mindset are dying as opposed to growing psychologically. They become angry, bitter, and resentful towards everything outside of their tribe. That's that's the words, the definition, the exp the explanation of toxic tribalism. Okay, so Star Trek. We know that Star Trek originated as the original series. It, it didn't even have to say the original series because it was only one Star Trek for many 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 years and then in 19 late 80s or the early 90s here comes the next generation the next generation comes they add to the story then after the next generation we got deep space nine adding to the story from deep space nine we had voyager continuing 
continually adding to the story and all of this spawned movies and everything the universe grow grows and grows and grows and we got a, a star trek following now okay remember in the 2000s when jj abrams reimagined star trek he was asked to do this he didn't just throw out a movie and say you guys are gonna like it he was asked um and again the owners of the brand who was paramount between paramount and cbs but that's a whole different podcast as well so paramount owns the brand owns the licensing for the brand they say put this movie out they come up with a script come up with the story present it studio execs say great let's let's roll with it and we roll with it and it turned out to be where we got the kelvin timeline and the kelvin timeline is this these stories are not set in the same universe as the original track and everything that came with the original track this set in a different universe the linchpin for those two universes were spock now people are literally getting their underwear in a bunch because of this kelvin timeline they had no right they had no right to change track and i'm saying why not <laughs> why why would they what, what what else could they do with track right now they wanted to make more paramount wanted to make more money off of track Trek has a huge following, huge following. There's money to be made there. They decided they wanted to make this money. So they created this line of stories. And if you love Trek and you're going to go see it, you're going to go see it. If you don't want to see it, you don't have to see it. Why are you guys making this about Oh, I hate, I hate the Kelvin timeline and the Kelvin timeline fucked up Trek and blah, blah, blah. To, to make things worse, CBS says, you know what? People still love Trek. So let's start a new Trek and they start Discovery and it's set before the events of Star Trek. And then we got people, well, why, why does the ship look like that? Uh, the, the ship shouldn't look like that because the Enterprise, the Enterprise was in 1968. Why would a ship in 2019 look like a ship from 1968? Why the fuck would you even want it to? So there's that. And then the celebrations between these people with this, this toxic tribalism of Star Trek and wanting to see any iteration, any new iteration of Star Trek they want to see it fail so you're celebrating something that you say you love's failure because it was not made by the original executive producer creator director everybody has this problem with alex kurtzman everybody has this problem with discovery get over it build a bridge and get the fuck over it I love Star Trek so much. The original Star Trek, not this new Star Trek. They become angry, bitter, and resentful towards anything outside of their tribe. People who have this mindset are dying as opposed to growing psychologically. I mean, I'm sorry, toxic tribalism sets in motion a process of degeneration as opposed to evolution. So basically, you want shit to stay the same. 
you can't evolve. You, you can't see the fact that a fucking ship from 1967, if, if, the, if the people who made that ship in 1967 could be transferred to today with the technology, the visual effects and everything that are available to us right now, you don't think that they would come up with what we see on Discovery? Are you out of your minds? Now, there are some things I, I say, you know, if you're if you want to be part of this universe, some things you shouldn't fuck with. But who am I to say you can't do that? And then somebody says to me, well, all of these new shows, it just seems like fan fiction. There's none of it is anything but but fan fiction. All of these new shows, as a matter of fact, every movie, cartoon, all of that shit is fan fiction. Gene Roddenberry's vision was fan fiction. He was a fan of outer space and he was thinking about a time where things were a utopian type future. He was a fan of that. So he created some fiction around it and everything after that has been fictional. None of these people are real. None of them. <laughs> so everything is fan fiction. Everything is a person stretching their imagination almost as far as it can go. And you know what? I'm all for that. That's great to me. It's the same thing with the movies. Marvel movies especially. Well, that's not the way it was in the comic books. This ain't the fucking comic books. This is the movie. They have the right to change these stories. If they gave you what was in the comic books, you would know how the shit ended. So yeah, it's a lot of, I'm sorry I'm dropping a whole lot of bombs right now, but I just can't believe how idiotic we can be over something that's supposed to be fun. Are, are you trying to rob other people of the fun? And I'm saying that as a segue, because like I said, I was never this deep. I like knee deep at this point. Fuck it. I'm waist deep at this point in the comic book community, sci-fi community. And again, I love it. But then I found out about something that I had not known about, had never heard of. And it's called Comicsgate. Now, Comicsgate, and I'm going to read this right off of uh, Wikipedia, okay? Comicsgate is a controversial campaign focused on the diversity of content in North American superhero comic books and the kinds of creators who work in the industry. The name is derived from Gamergate, a similar movement related to video games. So comics artist Ethan Van Siver presents it as a consumer-led revolt against liberalism in the industry and part of the culture war. Artist Mike S. Miller describes it as an alliance of comic book fans, critics, and creators who have found common cause in standing up against what they see as a hard push by social, social justice warriors into their hobby. Participants argue that folk that forced diversity occurs in both hiring and comics content and blame that for a decline in sales. Now, critics of the movement have described it as part of the alt-right movement and as a harassment campaign which targets women, people of color, 
and LGBT folk in the comic book industry. It has been blamed for vandalism of a store that did not stock comics created by its members and for threats of violence against others. I'm going to stop right there for a moment because I'm going to read you uh, another sick story. But this first part, that was a description straight off of Wikipedia of Comicsgate. And there are people who are very proud to be a part of this movement. If this ain't the most ridiculous shit. So, women, people of color, and LGBT folks in the comic book industry are uh, to blame for a decline in sales because of forced diversity that makes uh, comic books hire, hire them uh, for art and comic book content. How, how stupid can we be? You got a whole fucking hate group aimed at comic book creators. And it's not just regular fans just saying, you know what? We want nothing but white creators. It's white fucking creators who are saying, no, they shouldn't be hiring these uh, black people, Asian people, gay people, women. They shouldn't be hiring them. It should be nothing but white, straight men creating comment comics this is real there is there's really a group out there who their mission is to keep is, is to make comic books great again <laughs> so listen in 2016 that's how long this shit's been around too okay but in 2016 female superhero mockingbird was depicted on a comic book cover wearing a t-shirt that read ask me about my feminist agenda this was followed by harassment on twitter of series writer chelsea kane including a posted illustration of mockingbird having been brutally killed with her costume torn off with the t-shirt phrase as a caption are you serious that's how serious some of these people is about this and and the crazy thing is i did not know that this side of it all existed it makes me sick this is supposed to be fun what is wrong with a superhero having a t-shirt this is all fiction by the way having a t-shirt that says ask me about my feminist agenda now you want to kill the comic book character really okay in april 2017 conservative magazine the federalist tracked the twitter accounts of all 30 freelance writers who had a comic released by marvel that month reporting that each had criticized president donald trump at least once and none mentioned him positively it attempted to identify the writers religions publishing a report that they included atheists jews and a muslim but that none had spoken on Twitter about being Christian. Excuse me for a moment. Let me take a sip of my uh, H two O here because this is this is crazy. So, in comic books, um, a whole magazine tracked down thirty freelance writers just to see what religion they were, <laughs> because they don't speak highly of the president of the United States. And the thing is, I'm not going to speak either highly uh, about them. Or I'm gonna I'm not gonna speak against him, but I am gonna say that people who do, people who speak against him, or people who speak highly of him, have that right. They are protected by the First Amendment. All of them. 
myself included, but I'm not trying to get political here, but they're protected by the First Amendment. And the First Amendment doesn't say that or the First Amendment doesn't guarantee freedom of speech only if you're Christian. And it doesn't say if you don't believe in God, you, you can't speak your mind. Everybody's speech is protected by that amendment here in the States. So to uh, the Federalist magazine and to anybody else who's part of Comics Gate, that's a big fuck you because I never even knew that y'all asses existed. I never knew that y'all existed. Um, between between the comics gate and the toxic tribalism, it makes me want to say, forget having fun. You you make me want to be a social justice warrior. You make me want to get on a soapbox and tell you what to think. But I'm not trying to do that. I'm trying to say, let's keep comics fun. Why do I have to be a a, a homophobic slur because I don't agree with what you agree with on Aquaman? It's fucking stupid, y'all. If you're part of this, man, if you're part of this, man, you, you need to grow up. Now, I was going to say something else, but that would have been wrong to say. I can love it all. I can love the Kelvin timeline. I can love the original Prime timeline. I can love DC. I can love Marvel. I don't like Star Wars. That's just me. I don't hate you because you like Star Wars. I just can't talk about it because I don't, I don't, I don't get it. And then this whole, oh, the Orville is more like Star Trek than Discovery is. The last episode, do you, if you check out my videos on YouTube, I talked about the Orville season one, episode one. In that episode, excuse me again. In, in that episode, we go to uh, the Mocklin homeworld. And the Mocklins are all male society they uh, carry themselves comport themselves an awful lot like the Klingons but they're not as uh, as uh, what do we say the, the, the Klingons are always battle ready this is a glorious day to die so the Mocklins are not like that extreme but they are based heavily on the Klingons so in this first episode season two episode one we went to the Mocklin homeworld because we find out that the Mocklins only urinate once a year. And you go into this home world to watch the Mocklin that's on board of uh, the Orville. His name is Bordis. You're going to the home world to watch Bordis pee. And he want, it's a ceremony involved in this peeing. You're going to watch Bordis pee. And you're going to uh, be happy that you were invited to watch him pee. Now, this is Seth MacFarlane. So you know everything is going to have a humorous turn to it. It's not going to be all serious. It is not Trek. It's not Trek. I'm not saying that Trek didn't have fun and was serious. How many times did we even have to think about a character urinating on Star Trek? How many times was it mentioned over all of the years that we've watched Star Trek? So these two shows are Seth MacFarlane's borrowed the look of his uh, show the feel, you're going to get feels of, you're going to feel like the next generation. But that's it. That's where the similarities stop. He borrows like kind of concepts, storylines, ideas, because we, like I said in my YouTube video, you can think about uh, Spock in a mock time. If you're a Trek fan, you know that Vulcans only have the urge to mate once every seven years. And they, in one of the episodes, a mock time, 
Spock was going back to Vulcan to get with the uh, woman who was promised to him so that they can go ahead and, and consummate. And then uh, seven years, you know, they were they were going to get married and then consummate their marriage. And then they wouldn't really have to do that again for seven years. That was in Star Trek. So we did have to think. But we thought about we thought about Spock getting married. When he gets married, he might have to leave the Enterprise. So that put Kirk and McCoy and all of them in a very uh, precarious position because nobody wanted Spock to go. But he wanted his friends to be there. The only two people that he considered friends were Kirk and McCoy. He wanted them to come and witness his marriage, not to stand up on Vulcan and watch him bang his his uh, wife. So the Moglin homeworld, it's not just to go in there and everybody stand outside the bathroom door with him. The whole deal was we gonna watch you pee. That's not Star Trek. And if you believe it is, I would like to hear about it after the snap at gmail.com. Let me see how long I've been going because I don't even have my timer up right now because uh, I knew I was going to be going for a minute here. 41 minutes and okay. So I'm, I'm going to have to do some editing. So I'm going to stop here. Uh, but this was just me. This was, I, I wasn't, I don't consider it a rant because I'm kind of calm, even though it is a disgusting thought. It's a disgusting thought that, that these types of ideals exist in comics comic books comic book movies you don't want to i've heard people say if uh, uh, i don't see how captain marvel could be the most par- powerful being or the most powerful hero in marvel because they fucking said she was but besides that uh let's see captain marvel can harness that fucking energy of a white hole she could do that in the comic books so it would be nothing for her and, and let me say this because this is something that kind of came to me as I was reading something earlier that this is a theory. Okay, so a couple weeks back, I talked about a theory where none of the people who were snapped away are actually dead. They just are in an alternate universe or an alternate re- reality. Okay, so the people who turned to dust that we were able to see are alive and well in that alternate reality. And the people uh, who are alive and well in the reality that we see turn to dust in their reality. All right. So that's the theory. Captain Marvel can harness the energy of a white hole. She can uh, bridge the gap, actually, between two universes. And wouldn't that just be something if she was the one who held the door open for the people in the alternate universe to get back into this universe now i know we've heard all about time travel and everything else but again i love i love speculation i just i'll speculate the alternate universes is a good thought and then when we think of having captain marvel it actually sounds that much better because she can actually she could actually hold the door open for them to cross over into this uh reality so just something to think about um again after the snap at gmail.com if you have any ideas anything you want to add to the conversation any questions about what i talked about because i would like to revisit this as far as a uh as as maybe come back to it and see if any progress has been made in uh, stopping this comics gate that I'm just now hearing about and um, also the comic books that are underneath the comics gate umbrella there are uh, like I said writers artists etc 
who have started this movement and would like uh, nothing more than to keep comic books, keep the diversity out of comics, basically. So let me know if what you know about the, this situation, if you have anything that you'd like to add. You can also find me on Facebook at After the Snap. You can find me on Twitter at Snap After and on Instagram at After the Snap 2018. If you'd like to support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash after the snap. We have tiers starting at $1 a month, all the way up to 20 bucks a month. Or you can go to paypal, paypal.me slash after the snap for a one-time donation. We'd appreciate anything that you'd be able to do to help defray the costs of production and uh, maybe send me to a movie or two. Glass is coming out here real soon and I'd like to go see that, but no pressure. Anyway, um, tell me what you think about the whole tribal mentality of uh, toxic tribalism of some of the fandom. Where do you think you fall in that? Are you so diehard that you can't see that change is good? And uh, or tell me why change isn't good. I, I think I can be open minded on that end. Tell me why things should always stay the same. And I made that sound so negative. So you already know. <laughs> But uh, okay, I've got nothing else. And since I've got nothing else, I'd like to thank you once again for joining me for another week. This Friday, come back. We're going to be talking about uh, the Winter Soldier, Captain America. I appreciate everybody for listening and I'll catch you on the flip. Flip.